What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Uh, an episode where I am actually kind of sleepy. So we're going to try to keep it hopefully under 30 minutes. But, uh, you know, I always say the same thing and then I just go off for 45 and more. So we'll see what we can do. Um, but yeah, welcome back. Uh, like I said, once again, Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Christian. Uh, Thank you for coming back to another episode. Um, this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about um, about Columbus Crew and then obviously the Houston Dynamo. And then we we are just I'm a, I have three reasons why you should watch the um, LA Gala, LA Galaxy, the Houston Dynamo versus LAFC upcoming Wednesday. You're probably listening to this on a Tuesday, on a Tuesday. Uh, I swear I will never do that again. Uh, but yeah, um, Wednesday night we're playing in LA, so it's gonna be a big match. But before we get to that, uh, let's go ahead and um, get into the Columbus Crew real quick. You know, we'll, we'll, let's just go straight to the point and straight to the to what we came for, right? Um, so it was actually a really good match. Uh, once again, I was fortunate enough to be at the stadium. Uh, beautiful night. It was kind of chilly, you know, for us chilly. To if you're listening outside of Houston, uh, chilly for us is like a good 72 degrees, 73. Um, but you know, like a great um, kind of warm guy that I am. I, I had my little jacket and all that, so you know, it's pretty good. But uh, it was like a good, a good, beautiful, plain uh, soccer, plain weather. Uh, because you know, when you start sweating, and you know, you kind of get warm, so it is not as cold. But it was a beautiful weather to play soccer, and a beautiful night as well. You know, like whatever. You know, I'm not, gonna, I'm not a meteorologist, so I'm not gonna talk about the weather. But <clears throat> um, the lineup was kind of, um, you know. We were expecting most of the names there. Uh, there was a few names that we were not, maybe we were expecting, but we weren't sure if that was going to happen. Uh, for example, um, well, actually, one thing that threw everybody off to um, to start off the not not even the week because the news actually came in the day before the game uh, against Columbus on Saturday. Um, it came in on Friday that Adam Lunsvisk. I will never learn his name. Adam uh, Lundy, um, unfortunately, got a two-game suspension plus a fine because the homies at the VAR decided to have a meeting and decided that Adam had a dangerous play uh, against Minnesota, which he did. Uh, we're not, you know, condoning or whatever. Uh, what he did was right. He even, if you watch the play again, he kind of even felt bad for the guy. I think he actually thought he injured the guy. Um, because he was very worried, but uh, the referee obviously didn't like. Give I, I don't even I think he didn't even give him a yellow card, to be honest. But but even then, like it's just kind of weird that days later, like dudes get together and have meetings over like dangerous plays. And I mean, I completely understand. Uh, you're trying to you know get rid of all this nasty soccer, you know. Uh, in quotes, um, but at the end of the day, um, like, 
it's gone you know it's just it's just kind of taking a little bit away of like what the support is really not really about but you know like usually stuff like that happens and is in the moment if the you know a part of the game of soccer is um like having being smart enough or being like you know picaro enough like we say in spanish like you know being smart is not the word but you know sneaky enough there you go i guess you can use sneaky sneaky enough to um to like sneak around the the referee like you know if you're in a corner kick you know trying to you know grab a shirt or you know hit somebody with a jab to the body real quick um like you know little things that maybe they're not legal per se but you know in the game of soccer you have to like take advantage of any like possible thing and you know just little things like that you know maybe they're not the, the best ways and maybe they're not really like fair play and all that stuff but you know every if you play soccer before we all know that those things happen and you know the game is like you know i hit you you hit me and as long as it stays in the field we're all good to go and you know i don't think as long as it's not done like in a harmful way and you know i'm not gonna go out there and break a guy on purpose you know like i'm not gonna go break his leg on purpose but you know if i can hurt him a little bit i'll just go hurt him a little bit you know but nothing too major and you know something to give me an advantage at the moment not like ruin the guy's career so i just think it's kind of stupid that you know var uh in a way um freaking three days later and then one day before a match where you don't know how, you know, the team has been preparing and you literally throw off, like, you know, a part of their team or their starting 11. Because Adam is, you know, is part of the starting 11 for the Houston Dynamo. And, I mean, he has been since the beginning of the year. And since, you know, last year he was uh, back up to Beastly. But, you know, since Beastly retired, he has been the almost the indisputed uh, man on the left side. So, given that circumstances, Adam, uh, Adam, Sam Junko had to step up uh, and, you know, s- start. Uh, I believe this is his actually second start of the year, which is very good news for him because, you know, he's getting numbers, he's getting, or not numbers, he's getting minutes, and he's getting used to this whole, you know, playing as a professional, and, you know, it's, you know, it's a whole different thing to the college uh, experience, I guess. I never played college and I never played professional, but you know I would assume that they're different things, right? Um, just because obviously the style of play, the the, the people you play against, and, and so on and so on, right? And actually, um, Tab Brown was after the, uh, you know after the game and the press conference, somebody asked him about you know Sam Junqua, how he saw Sam Junqua, who actually had a really really decent game. Um, you know he was he's really good in the air. I think everybody kind of is getting into that, that, you know, uh, Sam Junqua, there's a corner, there's a free kick, uh, you want Sam Junqua in the box, because two times out of three, he's fighting for the ball, and sometimes he's hitting it, um, and he has no fear, he'll, like, he'll go to every ball, so, shout out to Sam Junqua for being a fighter in the box when it comes to the air balls, um, but yeah, there were, uh, Tab Ramos was talking about how Sam Junqua, he's been working a lot with Sam Junqua because he's a young guy. And also because, you know, there's a possibility of him moving up in the team, you know, getting getting more minutes, getting, you know, especially in in a team that, you know, you can possibly play the MLS Cup, you can play the Open Cup, and who knows, maybe in the future, 
Uh, you get to play uh, Champions League, um, you know, Conca Champions. Conca Champions. That's a funny uh, name. Um, you know, stuff like that. And, you, and you, you need a good rotation of players. But, you know, shout out to uh, Sam Junko. He's actually been doing a great, you know, heck of a job. And, and to be honest, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I didn't think he, I didn't have a lot of trust in him. And it was probably because last year, obviously, the the little bit that we saw, and understandable, he's still a young kid. Uh, he wasn't, like, he didn't seem, it wasn't convincing enough, I guess. But this year, he has completely, like, changed my mind on that. And actually, Sam Junqua, I am okay with Sam Junqua starting. Um, this game, the next game, I think most likely he will, because Adam is going to serve his second game of suspension. And then he's obviously going to be fighting with uh, Adam I think Adam still has a little edge on him, um, just because of experience. But I think eventually Sam Junko will be able to find a spot either here in Houston or you know if ever he gets traded or whatever happens. Hopefully he stays because he's a really valuable piece, um, you know. But you know he has a future. Uh, then another thing that we saw was uh, the start of Cabrera, which is his, also his second start in a row. Uh, Kiki has been riding the bench for two games. A tweet that I actually sent out before the game started was how, uh, you know, before the starters come into the field, the the um, the guys on the bench come out first and, you know, they go straight to the bench. And the, my tweet was like, it's kind of weird seeing one of your highest paid players, if not the highest paid player in your team, who is Kiki Struna, and your DP designated player, number 10 wearing... Uh, attacker uh, both riding the bench and it's just kind of weird because in a team you know usually your number 10 is your best player you know old school uh, nowadays is not the same thing but you know old school traditional soccer number 10 goes to your best player and I mean we have him as a DP as a designated player which means that he has a little bit more prestige to his name and then also Kiki Struna has one of the biggest contracts in the Houston Dynamo history uh, and he's getting paid a really good pretty penny for his job or for you know what he's supposed to be doing but now we have Cabrera who has come from a different team I think he came from Montreal and he's actually playing a great like defensively he's playing really well um, um, Federico from Toledo Dynamo asked you know Tab Ramos about you know Cabrera and how he's looking how he sees Cabrera and Cabrera has brought a, like a new um not a new style of play, but it actually gives you a different style of, of like, the way that we play soccer in the field. So, Tabram was one of the things that he has implemented in this team was the playing from the back. And Cabrera has, he has a little bit of more control and a little bit more uh, of better ball handling than Kiki Struna when it comes from coming from the bottom. And also, he is a little bit more, like, tougher when it comes to, like, you know, uh, balls that are divided so like balls that you have to fight uh air balls um that's something that tab Ramos was actually talking about that you know we are the worst team when it comes to aerial balls when it comes to aerial uh fights and funny enough on this one i was watching that we in this game we out of um we won 18 aerial battles balls and they won 13. So obviously we outbeat them in the air. We we're outbeating them in the air. So it's a pretty good it's a pretty good thing because you know it's something that 
tab is you know is actually working on because we are or he said you know i didn't know the stat but obviously he's the coach so uh we we are or we were the worst team when it comes to area balls and you know and now we are beating teams like columbus you know so that's also a, a good thing um and also Cabrera kind of brings a little bit more stability when it comes to with him and Figueroa. The, these last two games against Minnesota and against Columbus, uh, the Houston Dynamo has been the better team for sure. Um, <laughs> even though there's people on Twitter that disagree with me, which I find completely ridiculous. Shout out to that one guy that thinks that we are a horrendous team and that Tab Ramos doesn't know anything about soccer. Uh, I don't know what the hell he's watching. But I think most of us will agree that this is probably the best soccer we have seen the Dynamo play in a few years. Like, in four or five years, uh, to be honest. So, I mean, I don't know how long this person has been following the team and whatever. But I think he's tripping. So, homeboy, you are tripping. Um, but, yeah, uh, also just to, like, a little stat. Like, uh, goalkeeper saves. We only had two saves they had five so obviously you see that um um mark marriage has been having a chill job you know lately uh against minnesota obviously he had a couple of sh shots and then this game he had a couple of shots too but uh, we had 24 shots on goal they had eight shots on goal or, or shots and not, not necessarily on goal but just shots period um, which is kind of show the the strength that we are, we are becoming, or something that we are um, kind of changing in the defense. Uh, something also that's interesting is that out of the last nine games, eight of them we were scored first. Like we you know we were scored against first. Um, this was the first game in nine games that we are the team to score first. Which is something that uh, Tab Ramos has actually been talking about for like the the past. Two to three games, that is something that he wants to change is that the team kind of seem uh, too laid back. Yeah, we played well, but we will start playing with more intensity after we got scored on, which is ridiculous because you're, you're you know, at that point, you're fighting an uphill battle, basically, because you're down goals, you know. Uh, first, you got to tie the game and then win. Uh, so it kind of, you know, it makes your, your your job harder. So why not go out and score first? Which is something that we did in this game. And then another position that kind of changed a little bit was that uh, we were, you know, after Ellie's left, uh, Lasseter kind of became the, the person in that side. Uh, but for this game, Nico Hansen uh, beat out Lasseter. And I think Nico Hansen did a heck of a job. I think uh, he has been proving, proving himself more and more as the, the games go by. He actually seems a little bit more dangerous than Lassiter. I don't know what it is about Lassiter that it just seems like he's always like lacking a little something. Um, I don't know if maybe it's like the position that he's playing that he'll rather like play on the left side than the right side but since we have Quinteros and Quinteros kind of basically does what he wants in a way uh, so he'll choose when to like rotate from one side to the other and you know it's just kind of one of those things that well you know he is our best player um, so he kind of gets to do what you know he wants. So Lasseter, um, I don't know, I might be talking out of my ass here, but personally, it seems like he feels more comfortable on the left side than the right side. But you know, unfortunately, he has to play on the right. But then Nico Hansen, he seems more comfortable on the right side. Uh, 
So, you know, that's that, you know. So Nico Hansen beat, beat uh, Lasseter on that. And then, of course, you had Manotas, Quinteros, Vera, Seren, Memo, uh, Minor, and Sarek Valentin. And, of course, Marco Marriage. Uh, those were those were 11 starters. Um, and so possession-wise, it was pretty even. 48 for us, 52 for them. But uh, because they're also pretty they're also pretty big in, in the possession game uh so it was pretty a pretty even game i think both both teams uh, when it came to ball control bo- like ball handling it was pretty even but the dynamo were a lot more dangerous um with the ball even though um one of the notes that i have is that whenever columbus would attack which is something that tabron was actually mentioned in the press conference before the game is that when columbus attacks uh they attack with a lot of numbers and it is true because we know I I try to keep an eye for those things nowadays. As I get older, I try to look at tactics and stuff like that. Um, it's just very interesting, uh, you know, learning about the game of soccer in a tactical way, not just you know for fun. Um, and yeah, and they were attacking for with four guys whenever they like. Usually, for example, when we have the ball, there's only one person ahead of the ball. Which is Manotas. Manotas is the only person that is in front of the ball. That is between the ball and the goal. Um, and it's something that also Federico was talking to Tab Ramos about. And that I think uh, most people are kind of pointing out and seeing is that Manotas is not playing like a designated box number nine. How he's used to playing and how we think he should play. He's playing more of a, you know, my back to the, to the goal and, you know, give me the ball, I'll... You know, I'll hold it for a second, give it back to you, so you can just kind of like, with the momentum uh, of you making that run, you just kind of take it and go, basically. Uh, just you know, just as, as a little wall, he's he's working more as a wall than actually uh, uh, more of a shot taker or more of a goal creator, uh, more of a dangerous number nine air guy, you know, type thing. But you know, I think now with Quinteros. Um, you know, being in the position that he is, uh, Mauro Manotas is kind of like the perfect pivot when it comes to that, right? Um, but then when you look at Columbus, um, every time that they had the ball and they were attacking, they had four guys in front of the ball. They had number 29, number 7, number 20, number 22, uh, which, which is basically all their like, forwards and strikers, basically. Um, and they were all pretty, like, 22 with, like, Go really, really spread out to the right. Uh, number 20, Boateng. Super fast. Shout out to Sarek Valentin. Uh, I was kind of afraid to see how Sarek Valentin was going to deal with him. Just because he was really fast. But he shut that dude down. So, shout out to Sarek Valentin. And then Pedro Santos, who was the one that had the most dangerous place. Uh, in, the be- in the first half, towards the end. Just because of a couple of errors that were from our part. From um, Figueroa. And then their forward, uh, Nemeth, Nemeth, um, who also, so those that, you know, him and Pedro Santos would basically live with uh, the center backs, kind of. So it was very interesting because, you know, obviously with four plays in front of the ball, obviously that's almost, you know, with one player holding the ball and four plays in front, that's literally almost half of your team that attacks. And that's what uh, Ty Ramos was actually trying to hoe on Ho, not ho on, <laughs> hone on. I don't know what you know that word when when you like <laughs> put your eye on it. 
Honan. I don't know what it. I don't know. ESL student here, so I don't know. But you know what I'm trying to say, right? Honan. I don't know. Whatever. So that's something that he was actually looking to like uh, exploit. <laughs> Damn, look at me. Uh, exploit in a way <clears throat> because he knew that Columbus would attack with a lot of numbers, and he knew that with that came that if you get the ball, like you know, you get the ball back real quick, you win it back, you catch them off guard because they already have five guys in front of the ball, or or in this case would be behind the ball. Therefore, you know, obviously you have half a team to beat, not oh eleven, um, which what a lot of teams have been doing. You know, they they kind of like. Like, for example, Minnesota, they would just shut down and go back. Uh, Nashville, they would shut down and go back. And they would all live in their own half. And it was just, you know, obviously, numbers-wise, it's more difficult to attack 11 guys than f six guys, you know. Five five defenders or five, you know, yeah, defenders in this case, and then the goalie. Um, and that's something that, obviously, the Dynamo kind of, like, exploited. And, I mean, 24 shots came from there. Uh, but unfortunately, as everybody knows, uh, we have been lacking on that last third of the game. And and that's why we ended up the game 1-1. And, you know, it's just, it is what it is. I think our, our forwards are going through a, a rough patch. And it's just, every day keeps getting worse because, unfortunately, like, their position is not, like having a number nine not play as a box number nine kind of takes away from the goal scoring opportunities that they have because at this point in time they're so far away from the goal that you know it doesn't give them a bigger percentage or, or a bigger chance to score uh which is something that you know it's kind of you kind of have to balance out if you're tab ramos because you know you need your forwards to score you need your goal scorers to like put the ball in the back of the net but then also you need somebody to help you pivot and help you hold the ball a little bit for Quinteros to bring it and give it to you and get it back from you. You know, given that he is our, our creator, basically, in the soccer field. He's the one that is creating all the plays, most of the plays, and stuff like that. Um, but that's my perception of the game. I, hope, I mean, I think my perception is kind of like the main perception of everybody. So I might be wrong. I doubt it. I actually don't think I'm wrong at all. But maybe somebody else sees something a little bit slightly different. But, I mean, um, other than that, I think, you know, I think we're just beating a dead horse at the moment. Uh, saying that, you know, we have tied, like, a whole bunch of games. Uh, we have lost a few that probably should have been ties. Um, we have lost points. We have left points on the table by getting either late ties or not being able to put the ball away um, in certain games. And, you know, we create chances. We just can't put them away. And, I mean, you, unfortunately, in this sport, the only way you win is scoring goals. I mean, the, the team that wins is the one that puts the ball in the back of the net more times. So it's not about creation. It's not about, you know, uh, wanting to win. It's not about, like, you know, uh, merit, you know, it's not like, oh, you played a better game, you win. Nah, it's it's about getting there. It's about putting the ball there. It's not about, like, effort. Um, and if it was for effort and if it was about play, I think we would have bit. We would have bit. Not bit. That's uh, Luis Suarez. But we would have beaten. Beaten? I don't know. We would have whooped. There you go. I always use that word. 
probably not whooped, but we would have won a bunch of our games. Um, but unfortunately, there we go. Um, so, the other thing. So, three reasons why, you know, in the last five minutes that we have here, three reasons why you should watch the game tomorrow uh, against LAFC. Houston Dynamo LAFC. Um, three reasons. Reason number one. The Dynamo is playing beautiful soccer. Um, if you are one of those, uh, with all due respect, one of those idiots that think that this team is not playing well, with all due respect, you're an idiot, in my opinion. And you obviously are not, like, you... You're not watching what everybody else is watching. This team is playing beautiful soccer. This team is playing the best soccer in years. And we are going against another team that plays beautiful soccer and has great players. It has the the reigning MVP of the league um, that actually decided to come back now right against us. Um, It has players like Rossi, who is being called up to uh, Uruguay's national team. You know, it has national team national team caliber players so i mean we're playing we're like it's one of our, our toughest match matches i mean i thought columbus crew was going to be tough to be honest and obviously and and honestly i was in my mind it was a loss for us like before going into the game i thought we were going to lose just because of, of you know of the name not the name but like the way that they were playing and in the, the year that they've been having compared to our year that you know it's not that we're playing bad, but we just don't have good luck, you know. Uh, but I think against LAFC, um, we're going to have a little bit of luck, I think, or the winds are going to change. And uh, I think we are going to play a great game against LAFC, and I think LAFC is beatable. Um, I mean, I was watching them last night, and I know they did. They played pretty well. Uh, but I think we could beat them. I think if we play the way that we've been playing and we go in there not being scared, if we go there and try to score first, if we go in there and we shut down Rossi, we shut down Bella, we shut down Bradley, we shut down freaking everybody that they have, um, I think we I think we can do it. I think we've, we've been playing well enough to beat LA, LAFC. Um, reason number two, we have to freaking win. We need three points. One point, zero points, it's basically the end of our season. I mean, there's only three matches left for us. LAFC, uh, FC Frisco, and Colorado. That We don't even know if Colorado is going to be playing because all of them have COVID. Uh, not all of them, but you know, they've been having problems. Um, so it's a must win. It's a must, 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 must win for the Houston Dynamo because... N- Anything less than three points, it's game over, and you know we'll see you again, you know, in March, basically. And then reason number three, we must fucking win. Like we have to win. If we don't win, then you know we'll just go ahead and burn everything down to the ground. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think is a we are at a good point that rebuilding for the next year has never looked more promising. Uh, I think we have a great coach. I think we have a great base of players. Um, but I think we need a few more. I think, you know, we'll get there. You know, when we get there, we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But, you know, I think we are with Tab Ramos 
in, you know, as as our head uh, of a, of the team, I think we are going. We we look promising. So, as I promised, uh, twenty minutes, twenty seven minutes, twenty eight minutes. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and shut it down. Keep it on the thirty. You know, if you're watching it or if you're watching it on YouTube, uh, descriptions or not descriptions, the handles on the bottom, of course. So you can uh, hit the boy up. Um, and then, man, I'm also excited about next year, uh, personally, because uh, as the Dynamo grow, uh, my channel will grow. Uh, actually, I'm not doing anything, but uh, I'm planning on adding, um, trying to make it a little bit more professional. Uh, I mean, I don't know. This, I mean, not professional, but like a little bit better, you know. I'll try to have some uh, little segments going on, you know, try to make it a, try to like put a date on the week that the show will come on out and, you know, try to have it by then. You know, sometimes it's harder with, you know, family and full-time job and all that stuff. You know, this is a hobby. Uh, so, but, you know, I'm I'm actually excited for, of, of doing Cuatro Cuatro Dos for the people and hopefully in watching it grow and watching, uh, you know, talking to other people and stuff like that, so. You know, if you're if you're a fan of the show, you know, continue to support. Thank you for your support uh, so far. I really appreciate it. It makes me happy that people are listening. I'm I'm happy that I get to talk about soccer and people get to listen and people get to agree or disagree. But you know, we're 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 contributing to the soccer culture here in Houston. So, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Y'all have a good one and let's fucking go, Dynamo.